Hey guys, it's Ducati Dave and Nate. We just shot a podcast with our techs. Our techs yeah. And we just wanted to add that there's some colorful, color, col, Col colorful, col colorful, colorful, colorful language. Colorful, I can't say <laughs> it. <laughs> so we are giving a disclaimer on some colorful language with our techs. They got excited. We had fun with them. Wayne in particular. Wayne in particular. Yeah, Jose was fine. Yeah, yeah. So we just wanted to say. If you got small kids in the room yes. or whatever, you know, you may want to uh, just be mindful of that. And we apologize. But it was we were just having a lot of fun. In addition to that, there's some topics that come up about how customers rate us on Google. And like we're not really necessarily us, but other things that they were talking about, seeing how people kind of go, instead of talking to the company first, they'll just go online and kind of bash them instead of letting them help them first. And I think that the guys were talking about that and yeah. kind of getting a little frustrated with seeing things like that. That yeah. really doesn't reflect what we were talking about or our views. Right. So they're just passionate. It's okay. We want feedback. You know, if you have a bad experience with us, you know, we want to hear about it and we want to fix it. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not a bad thing. But uh, yeah, so we were just having a conversation, but we just wanted to lay down some context to the podcast and have yeah. fun. Watch yeah, it. Enjoy. Fun. Yeah, yeah. We hope you guys like it. Let us know. Rev up. Rev up. You've tuned into the Rev Up podcast, broadcasting straight from Ducati Sanford in sunny central Florida. We're not just talking motorcycles, we're diving deep into the brilliant minds of business leaders, entrepreneurial pioneers, speed demons on the track, influential game changers, and downright rad people crushing this game called life. Let's Rev Up. Welcome back to the Rev Up podcast. I'm Nate. We got Ducati Dave here. Yeah. Um, this is a really special episode. We actually have a couple of our technicians from Ducati Sanford here. We got Jose and Wayne. Welcome and, in, guys. Uh, yeah, welcome and, in, guys. Or a lot of guys yeah. call me Wayno yeah. as well. Wayno. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is going to be fun because we're going to get to uh, learn a little about, about them and get to ask them some technical questions maybe. and Yeah, talk a little bit about service. Service, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of talk about service. So uh, And we want to elevate service in 2024. That's part of our agenda so yes sir uh, maybe you guys can help us there no help so. us with some big ideas yeah. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself we'll go with, with wayno first uh i from here in florida but i kind of lived here and there traveled around quite a bit been you know worked in california for a while at um actually worked at a ducati dealer out there uh then moved back i, I wound up moving to spain and then up back to states at jacksonville and then i came back here Late 09, early 10, and then, uh, you know, just been doing it pretty much my whole life, man. So, nice. He's I, a journeyman tech. Yes. Journeyman yeah. tech. I like that. And you actually just got back from California, or not California, it was Arizona, Arizona right? Yeah. Yesterday, you yeah. were out there doing some Ducati training. What were you working on? Uh, the 698, the bike and the motor. Uh, they had five or six motors there. They had a complete bike. It's actually the only 698 <laughs> not in Italy, and it's one of the prototypes. So if you look, I posted a picture of it on Facebook. And if you look at the rear sets, it's like they're hand billet machined. Because I was talking to Jeff Percival from Ducati North. And I was like, man, that looks cool as hell, you know? And he's like, oh, you won't see that on the production bike. Yeah. yeah. That's And he's like, prototype, Wayne. Yes. Prototype. <laughs> prototype. I'm like, ah. <laughs> nice. So, But they're going to implement, uh, and it's coming. They're, they're implementing a lot of new stuff. They were telling us um, one about the 698. And don't be surprised if you see it on 2025 models that if you try to use UpMap or Brentune or some of these other aftermarket tunes in the bike, it throws a specific code that stays on until you reset it with DDS. Oh. And the code wow. basically says someone tried to alter the ECM. So FYI, if you don't buy the Ducati stuff, it could affect your warranty. That's amazing. Wow. It's yeah. amazing to know. It's, a, um, it, it's good too because 
when we have problems or stuff like that, they can narrow it down even better. Look, this is what it is. Yeah. But it's just something they're doing as kind of a fail safe to let them know, hey, somebody's been yeah. in here trying to mess with it. Yeah. You know? So when you go to those classes out there, um, I know Jose, you just got back from training not too long ago too, but like, what is it like? You get in there, it's like, it's like literally being in a, a workshop, uh, you're wrenching, you're tearing down motors. Is it like going to work or is it more instructional? Like how, how what does it look like? Probably a little bit of both, I'd say. Yeah. 50, 50, I would think. Yeah. 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 yeah well, they, they're not talking to you like you're a student. You know what I mean? Like they, you're, you go in there and you're there because you've been doing it a while or you're there for whatever. So basically, like, did they do the same thing with you? They just basically handed you a notebook and yeah, a pen. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. And yeah. said, we're going to go over this stuff and tell you how to do it, but we're also going to tell you how to do it out there in the real world, not exactly by the book. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like, and yeah. Got, yeah, like yeah. trim the fat, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, why don't we tell us a little bit about you? Um, You're Jose. Well, Jose. You know, <laughs> I've known Dave uh, for yeah. quite a long time and... Uh, I'm from Venezuela originally, um, been in the States for 28 years, I believe, or so. Wow. So, nice. um, and, uh, you know, been working on bikes most of my life, and I uh, originally came to the States to uh, get certified at MMI, and uh, ended up uh, staying, and, uh, you know, 20-something years later, I'm yeah. here, so... Uh, and you've worked with some pretty big race teams. Yeah, yeah, I had the uh, opportunity to work with... Uh, you know, a, a few uh, Motor America teams yeah. and some uh, uh, European riders that they they came to uh, Motor America. Yeah, and, uh, it's it was quite the experience. So you know, yeah, it was with, awesome. Yeah, it was. So you did with the M M Go Suzuki team, right? Suzuki M Four, yeah. right? M Four, yeah. and then with Felipe McLean's team. Felipe McLean, I yeah. was with them uh, a few years, and then uh, Tyler's. Tyler, yeah, and and didn't Felipe get like the fastest trap speed at Daytona at one time? Yeah, he did with the uh, H2R. H2R. Yeah, yeah, he's still holding that, that record. Holding yeah. yeah, I believe. Uh, you were with Team say, Hammer, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah Team Hammer. Yeah. Which is a big deal, man. I'm, we're yeah. so happy to have both of you guys with us, man. You guys definitely elevate our service department and making uh, us grow and, and get better and better. So we're really happy to have you guys. Yeah, I mean, we have some stacked up talent in the back. Yeah. So, you know, you hear all these stories or you read some reviews stuff you know where people are dissatisfied with maybe things that happen in the service department uh and a lot of it's through communication yeah. where maybe things just weren't laid out to them the, the delivery wasn't the best or Conveyed. maybe they were they were their warranty didn't cover them or no. whatever it may be but like there's guys in the back that are like really putting a lot of passion and the time uh, time yeah. and uh work into making these bikes run and getting them out there on time, getting, you know, the hardest part, which we all know about is getting parts. You know what I mean? You order parts from Italy or get an answer from Italy takes time. Yeah. And it's so hard. And, and, and that's one of the things we we're talking about conveying to the, you know, to our family members and our customers that, that listen, this does, this is not a Yamaha or Kawasaki or anything else yeah. just to get an answer. It takes what? Almost a day. Day to two? I've had it take a week, especially around the holiday time. Oh yeah. yeah they close. So, so explain yeah. that to us. Cause a lot of the, Folks that are maybe listening to this, they don't they don't know the back end of how this stuff works. No. So, like when someone comes in and it's a a diag or a diagnosis, we're trying to uh, figure out what's wrong with their bike. You basically have to plug it in to what? Like, um, depending on the diag, right? You know, like you might it might be electrical with a multimeter or something like that. I will say this though: reviews, whether it's us, a restaurant, or anybody else, it's always a one sided thing. Yeah. You know, but 
So you hook it up to DDS, right? Let's say you have a check engine light. You hook it up to DDS, the software, and you you go from there. But depending on what it is, if it's if like I know you've had a couple too, where if it's like a quick fix, like okay, this is obviously the problem, yeah, and usually it's okay. But you do a UTEC case. It's what's called a UTEC case. Right. So that goes to our area rep, which is Alex, and he covers I think up into. Alabama, Georgia, maybe South Carolina a little bit. So it's it goes to him, and he's got to answer to Italy on some stuff. Right. Um, and basically, he gives you the yay or the nay, whether it's covered or not. It's not up to us, you right. know? Yeah. He says, yes, I agree with you. This is the problem. I just had one with a gear position sensor. And, I, you know, Ducati covered it, but he wanted me to check certain things. Hey, just to eliminate, just do me a favor, check this and this. No problem. Check it. Hey, this is what I found. Yeah, let's throw a gear position sensor in it, Wayne. Get the gear position sensor down the road. Nice. But it's it's basically it's it's when you want somebody else to pick up the check, you play it by their rules. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've had it before where like I wasn't going to even open up a motor, but I had to get Otho just to put my hands on it to start taking it apart. Yeah, exactly. You know. So I've I've got to play by their rules too. You know. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any feedback on that, um, Jose? Well, you know. One thing that I'd like to add, you know, to that is that, you know, the the Ducatis are, you know, motorcycle that it has so much technology and they're so complex, you know, that uh, a lot of customers they're not aware of it because they don't they don't really work on them. Yeah. But you know, not we have the chance to work on them. It it gets pretty in depth, you know, and sometimes a diagnosis could take a little bit longer than usual. You know, it's not like just look at it and you know you figure out what the problem is. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's something to keep in mind, you know. And you're you're not new to the European world, but maybe the way that things are going, like yeah. how you have to do that, is yeah. it, have you found it like difficult or has it been like a, you know? It's definitely been a little bit, I wouldn't say difficult, but it's just different than the uh, Japanese bikes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, we have the tools and we have the support from Ducati. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everything's been running smoothly. So, you know, it's a... Uh, it's always a plus. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. That always helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know you're big into bicycles too, right? You do a lot with uh, yeah. mountain biking and you're actually pretty damn good from what I remember. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I very, I'm, I'm very consistent and, uh, but I do uh, uh, cross country yeah. mountain biking. Yeah. Nice. So I do a lot of training, put a lot of hours as, as much as I can, you know, throughout the week and uh, always trying to uh, be uh, competitive. Yeah, yeah. So it's something that like, if I stop, it's just, I got to find something else. Honey badger. Know? Yeah. That's right. You're <laughs> a honey badger. About that before we left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So what's, um, have you found any of the bikes or um, anything that you guys work on that either is easier or, or a little bit more difficult to work on? Or, or do they all seem the same? Is it the same formula or do you notice that getting to one bike is harder than to, to do than the other one? The older the bikes, I ones. think they're easier because oh, yeah. you don't have that much electronics and so much body work and everything. It's not so tight like on the newer ones. Yeah, everything's compacted in yeah. there, right? Oh, it's, that's yeah. unreal. It's unreal, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy working on the older ones too. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. do. So what do you think about dry clutch versus wet clutch? I like a dry clutch. I'm dry, a dry clutch, clutch all day long. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, to me, a real Ducati has, yeah. has a dry clutch. Yeah. I always wondered that because I don't know if I ever told you guys a story. I built... The owner of Patron Tequila, Ed Brown, at the time, um, his at the time wife called me when I worked over at Magic City, and they wanted a black one. We were the only one that had a black 11.9 SP, uh-huh. and so we built it all up, did a really cool, all carbon fiber, everything. Opened the clutch cover because mm-hmm. you know they always come close. 
put the nice red inside of it, yeah. put the carbon black over yeah. it. And we didn't have gas at the time. Our, our gas thing was out. So across the street is 7-Eleven, right? So I ride the bike over to 7-Eleven. And this poor nice guy, he comes up to me and he's, Poppy, Poppy, turn it off. It's broken. It's broken. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm grabbing the clutch and letting it out. <laughs> grabbing the clutch. He's like, see, it's broken. I, yeah. go, I go, I turned it off. I go, it's a dry clutch, man. It's supposed to sound like it. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, I appreciate it. Yeah. But it was so funny that people don't recognize or yeah. some people don't oh, know yeah. the understanding yeah. of a dry clutch. Yeah. Oh, right, let's do that. Why do you want a dry clutch? What What's so important about a dry clutch? Oh, it, it depends. It's 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 not a longevity thing at all. It's not I mean, a longevity, but, but it's, it's per, power? Perfor, performance Perform. wise. You got less slippage in the clutch. You don't get the clutch contamination in the oil. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And honestly, I, it to me, it's just that I like that sound. I do too. You know, like yeah. my nine nine six man. I'll pull up at a at a stoplight and you'll see people just <laughs> yes, yeah, like rolling up their window. You know, like. But I just I like a dry clutch. To me, it's just. That was the big thing, like with all the old window heads back in the day, like 851s, 888s, old stuff. You know, it always had that clack, clack, clack oh, yeah. to oh, it, man. you know? You can hear, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we'd go to bike nights, right? And you're out at, at uh, what was it, um, Steak and Shake. And, you know, here the bikes come. So you hear Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, Honda, all these things, right? And all of a sudden you hear this clack, 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 clack. Yeah. And you can yeah. hear it coming. Yeah. And it's just deep sound and everybody yeah. would just watch it. They'd stop talking yeah. and just look. And you know it was a Ducati. You really did. Yeah. So it was, that's what I think I fell in love with them back in the days. And, and, you know, we all rode and we've all ridden different bikes. We all own different bikes. Oh, yeah. um, but there's something about that feeling and listening to it. And, that and also build. back in the day, race bikes had a dry clutch because, you know, you, you needed yeah. to replace to clutch replace plates clutch. every other race or, you know. Oh, that makes to this so, day, yeah. well, MotoGP to this day, yeah. every, every yeah. Yamaha, Kawasaki, yeah. all of them, they all have dry clutches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see Rossi's leg with that bright, uh, you know, his boots and right next yeah. to you see that dry clutch. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. Wow. Yamaha, Honda, all of them run dry yeah. clutches. Every GP yeah. bike has a dry clutch. Yeah, it's amazing. Even some of the 250s back in the day, like the RGVs, the Aprilia yeah. SPs. Suzuki for one year and one year only actually made a GSXR 750 Limited. I oh, yeah. think in 80s was it 86 or 87? It was 87. 87, right? 87 and yep. it was a, it was a dry clutch bike. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah. I don't think yeah. we've ever seen one of those in person. Yeah. I have, like I haven't. Yeah. but I know about them. Yeah, that's really cool. No, they're hen's teeth, man. Like I said, they only made it one year. Uh, it's what I call the pedigree yes. of race bikes. If you had a right. dry clutch, it makes you turn around, and be like, "That's a serious bike, right there," because it's not something that you can. Oh, let me just cut the uh, clutch cover and get rid of the oil. And, <laughs> you know, you got to have like a, a proper setup to run that. And the proper setup translates into that's a badass bike right there. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, that's right. So I agree right. with that 100%. Yeah, I had uh, the opportunity to own a 99, was the last year for the 900 SS. Yes. Nice. I had a final edition. They only made 500 of those. Mm. And uh, I ended up selling it, which I regretted to the day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, it is. I, 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 I get another one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you actually have some old school bikes, and um, like yeah. so you're you. So I don't know if you know about him. We just came out of a cafe racer um, kind of podcast just yeah. a minute ago, and bringing him in, he builds some of the cleanest old school bikes that you'll ever see. Um, Wayne does some really cool stuff too with skis and all that, but they both have their own little thing that they do. And he, you've got what? I got a, a few bikes, few but bikes. you know they're from the uh, from the seventies. Seventies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you the uh, you know seven fifty Honda, you know yeah, bikes like nice. you know that they, uh, you know, back in the seventies they were like the the nothing was like that. You know, yes. it was like the top. You know, it's like breakthrough, and so seven fifty Honda Goldwing one thousand two stroke. Um, I have the RD four hundred, yeah. which is that one. I turned it into a cafe racer, and it's just the the you know with expansion chamber. So 
when whenever you roll into a bike night, people will hear it. Yeah. You know, it's like it sounds different because it's a two stroke. So I like that and the smell. Zing, you know. Zing. Oh yeah. yeah, smokers. Yeah. Do you They're still see our? Uh, in Venezuela, like in your youth, you probably seen a lot of those bikes like yes. that, right? I mean, oh, that, yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they, then the yeah. Chinese market took over. Yes. And then, you know, the big uh, brands, they they left the country to, you know, build bikes or, or their factory out, in, out of Colombia or Brazil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we don't have that anymore. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it was big back then. Yeah. It's like everybody had an RD350. <laughs> or RZ, RZ, RZ yeah. 250s, the one we have. We had the uh, Japanese version yeah. of the RZ 350 here in the States. And uh, it was like, I remember growing up seeing those bikes. I was like, man, that's... You fall in love. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always yeah. wanted an RZ. Yeah. I, I've had two RD 350s and a 400. I've yeah. always wanted an RZ. You can't touch them now for less than 12 oh, yeah. grand. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. They're, it's ridiculous. A million yeah. dollars for yeah. yeah. Especially if you can find a Canadian one yeah. with the full fairing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And those what I like about vintage bikes is... That, you know, I was, you know, I was born in 1975, but some of those bikes that I own, they're even older than me. Yeah. And uh, whenever I go to a place or someone sees it, they they bring up this story that they have. Oh, yeah. you know, when I had that bike, I was 18 years old and I'd love to hear that. It's like, you know, it's like kind of like owning a, a little piece, a piece of, of a history. history. Yeah. And then whenever <laughs> you get those... uh you know, uh, a guys telling you what they did and what they didn't do. It's yeah. like, it's awesome. It's just, it's like kind of like rewarding, you know? Yeah. Man. For, it, totally. yeah. yeah. And you just came back, we were talking about, but you didn't bring up something. You got to see a piece of, of uh, the new dirt bike that's coming out that they gave you a little glimpse of. Yeah. There was a, there was a guy there, a suspension guy from Italy. And uh, we were, the, the Desert X is going to have the KYB forks. Yes. So they were showing us that and they showed us some of the motion pro tools. And it's like, well, you're going to need these for something. Da, da, da. And he had something in like a blanket and he shows it up and it's like a, dude, it was like fat, like 54, I mean, huge fork. Yeah. And it was this works fork, like every adjustment imaginable on it. We're like, well, and he goes, no pictures of it, da, 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 and then wraps it back up. <laughs> then we're like. So, yeah. Know. And so the, we all thought that they were going to put Olin's or Olin's on the dirt bikes. No. They're not. No. Yeah. They're no. not. And uh, the, the, that's the funny because yeah. the guy told us, he's like, well, he goes, you know, I know Dukai, we're Road Ray, Olin's, 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 Barzachi. He yeah. goes, but you talk to these motocross guys. Yeah, forget all that fuck. You know, yeah. uh, they don't you know. want that. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, it doesn't work in the motocross world. Right. You know, you see motocross bikes. Everything's got Showa, KYB. That's that's, that's it. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, or maybe like or WP, WP for yeah. a KTM Gas yeah. Gas or Husky. You yeah. know, stuff like. But even some of those works guys, if they're not on an official factory team, you'll see those guys bolting Showas on them. Right. Right. You know, that was really cool. You got to see that before anybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, and that, that's that, really rad. That uh, six ninety eight, like I said, it's the only <laughs> one not in Italy. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Because they're coming, and we have a ton of deposits on it. Yeah. A ton of deposits. Yeah. So I'm excited about seeing this bike. Yeah. But um, so I, I kind of have a question for you guys. So if you could kind of explain to everybody out there, like what, explain to them the best way to deal with, with service. Like knowing, you know, everybody, I think by the time they get to you, they're already pissed. We learned there's a clock. All right, their clock starts way before we know it. Their clock starts the moment their bike breaks. has brakes, has a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. So by the time they get a hold of a service rider, they're already pissed, yeah. right? So what we really need to focus on too is having the service rider validate, listen to what they're saying, validate it, not fight with them, say, hey, all right, let me see what I can do for you. I can't guarantee anything. But I'm on your side. Let's see what we're going to do. We're going to get our tech involved. Let's get everything in here. Let's see what we can do. 
what would you suggest after that point? What, what, you know what I mean? To, to get with these people and, and, and let them understand, hey, man, we're here for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's just it's a matter of customers understanding that, you know, it's not a Japanese bike where parts are available right away. Right away. You know, and, and, and just be patient that, you know, like you said, we, we are on their side, you know? Yeah. We're not trying to push the bike to the side and just let it sit there. And, you know, we're trying to do the best we can to get it, you know, out in... In, in, in time for them to, you know, keep riding and We don't want to keep know? their bike. No. Right? We, want, we want to get them back out there. But there's a misconception well, when, when that it What it comes down to is communication, I think. And things yeah. just get delayed and the, the, the information isn't delivered. Correctly. Uh, not, not correctly, just like, it's just, there's just a delay in how the communication is laid out and customers feel like they're not being um, informed enough or... Yeah, but that's not necessary too because I I've said that sat down with Nick and he showed me a list of almost twice a day to once a day of them explaining to them that you know hey we're working on your bike we're waiting on this part and stuff like that so there is still something that I'm, I was trying to say where, where maybe they can by by our tech saying hey listen you know we're here for you we're on your side it does come from Italy it does take time the communication is there. But there's something. Uh, not always. Not always. Yeah. But I have seen it. Right. I have seen it. And, and and what I'm trying to say is is yes, the communication 100. percent But I and I've seen both sides of it. But you guys are there for them. You're, you know, you're yeah. there to make a paycheck. You're there, but you're actually there to get them back on the road. Yeah, and but make they're them happen. they're working in the the back of the scene. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And you got someone frustrated like, at the like front a, like a hostess on the front like delivering but they're, the information yeah. but we hear a lot of oh well the tech didn't do this or you know they were but that's why we hear that and i'm on the front line so i'm the ones i always come to you and and talk to you about things and always ask so, you guys right yeah I, I the communication thing like i agree and disagree but it's um remember on the ro there's a thing when did it happen how often did it happen? Yes. Da, da, da. There's a list of questions to yeah. ask. Yeah. Sometimes those get asked. Sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. don't. Right. And sometimes it's, you know, me or you get handed an RO, bike does this. Okay, what was the situation before that? Exactly. Like, like, See, that's sp- like yeah. get, tell them everything you know. I was hit, I hit a bump at 32 miles an hour and on a cloudy day yeah. and a, in this heading E, like the See, more information you okay. have, the better. So would it be? Like when you go to your doctor, you don't go, well, he doesn't go, what's wrong? I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Tell them everything you can yeah, because the that's the quicker turnaround time. Right, and that's my point. Should we have, and I hate to do this, but we have to change something. So if the service writer can't get you the information, why wouldn't we not have them come out with the service writer, with the customer, so the customer can say, Jose, Wayne, this is what's going on. At 32 miles an hour, my bike goes, yeah. and I can't figure out what it is. Because when I think when it gets to you guys, like you said, either it's diluted, it's not conveyed correctly something's missing right and you said i mean it doesn't happen all the time or anything like that but it does happen but but the thing is is every time we like we have to go out and talk to a customer two three minutes turns into 25 minutes and then he's losing time and money you're everybody's losing time and money right there has to be a fine line you know but you guys i think too would help the situation with the tech saying hey man you know what i mean i understand i'm here with you and maybe build that value because back in the days and and ron will tell you when ron would talk to customers they felt better they still yeah. talked to the service writer but when ron came out and said hey man you know i know this is what's going on but did you notice this or something like that 
I swear to God, we had less heat cases when when the techs would be more interface. And you know yeah. that, and you know oh, that. Yeah. You've been well, dealing with this with customers. Well, no, I've talked to customers right. plenty we, of times. We have Miguel, right? Yeah. I don't Miguel. always have the yeah. greatest language when I well, do. Well, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. That's true. We really That's want true. Wayne talking to customers. But you know uh, what, I mean. though? Listen, <laughs> it, it, I, I would rather have somebody be honest with me than lie to me. And if he t- says it raw, I'd rather him be raw. You know, hey, this fucking thing's a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. What do we do? Well, that, a new one. You know what I mean? Uh. But I, I think, <laughs> besides Bueno, having that little bit of communication with the customer, I think, is key. Yeah. I really yeah, but do. It's also communication not only with the customer, the service advisor communicating with the technician and them working. As right, right. But right. that's a third-party conversation. The, the one thing I've encountered over the years, and I see it here and there, is it's like once somebody gets on the counter for a little while, yeah. they think they know more than they do. Yeah. Yes. And it's the, the gas gas I just rebuilt, the top end. I get it. So yeah, it's noisy on the top end. Sounds like valves. Probably just needs a valve adjustment. Yeah. Who are you? Are you a, a mechanic? No. Well, he that, yeah. now, now the customer hears him kind of saying that, so it's in his head. Yeah. So I go over to it, and I'm like, that ain't not valves. And you can hear the yep. piston That's slap. That's not what it is. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I knew it was piston slap. Correct. You know, I had my hands in the motor a time or two and yeah. pull apart. You can see it season on the the intake side, which is the cold side. Because all of a sudden he's revving it, and getting hot. Yeah, and yep. I can sit, remember the one I showed you. I can sit there and dance the piston oh, inside yeah. the cylinder. Yeah, yeah, a lot of play. See, yeah. this is why I wanted to have this conversation because I think it's going to work out by learning from them. Because you're right; those are front line of the service riders. Yeah, sometimes take a little bit too much initiative to diagnose something that they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, like a count, I, we call it a counter diagnosis. Counter diagnosis, and then they have to turn around and go, "Wait a minute, that's not correct." So this was something I really wanted to do today because we can fix this. Yeah. But it's going to take time. I will say this, though. Mm-hmm. Careful with talking, having the mechanics talk mm-hmm. to the customers. Just because some guys will come in, and now every single time they come in, even if it's something simple, something stupid, whatever, or not stupid, whatever, whatever the case may be, then they're going to want to talk to the, the mechanic. Go get the mechanic. Go get that right, guy. Right, go right, get right. That that, guy. That, that's a true statement. But maybe we can figure out a fine line. Right. It really is. Because let me tell you something. When I go... And I drive all the way to Ocala to have my car worked on at Volkswagen. The mechanic is a person I know. And mm. I and he's always the one that asks me, hey, what's going on with it? Anything like that? Anything I need to know? No, we're good. Boom, he's gone. Yeah. There are people that will take advantage of it. But yeah. that's when I think our front line needs to say, hey, man, yeah. no. let me see what I can do for you. If you have a question, let me see. If it's something that really they need to be like, hey, you know, something's going on. And, and you know, I understand that. But I do think that you guys would make it how do I say it? Almost take a lot of relief off of the customer by just them knowing who you were. Mm-hmm. You know, Miguel, yeah. Miguel, for instance, what I was yeah. going to tell you, he had a little issue. He came out, looked at it two seconds, but Miguel was flying off the handle, which I understand because he's riding a motorcycle. He came out two seconds. I don't think anybody else could have diffused it besides me, but he came out and went, look, don't worry. This is what it is. I'll fix it. I'll get, we'll take care of it. We'll get you set up. Took him inside, got him to the service rider, told him what to do. He went in. Miguel came back and goes, that was amazing. Yeah. Miguel's all right. He just he gets real hot-headed oh, no, real quick. Perfect. And all, the only yeah. thing with Miguel is you just got to talk to him. Correct. And that's my point. You know, a lot of customers don't know who you guys are. Yeah. They really don't. Also, and the I other part that I wanted to add is the uh, the customer, when it's already pissed off, you know, and he's trying to talk to the mechanic. Yeah. And, you know, you're coming in with an attitude. Yeah. Right? You know, we're right. off to a bad start. But right. if you, you know, you come in like trying to understand what's going on, let me, you know, let I'm me explain it. And, you know, yeah. I want to I wanna listen to what you're going to say. Yes. You know, that changed things. But when they come in. And they're hot. 
yeah, it makes things even. Yeah, it hard. really does. And you guys are are. I agree with that. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And you guys are are. You're there to to do your work and do your stuff, but you guys are rock stars in the back. You really are. You guys take motors uh, completely apart, fix what's wrong with it, put it back together. Like that one bike, we won't say any names. The one that the dude ran without oil, you just replaced, you rebuilt this whole Ducati in the back. The whole V4 motor? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The whole yeah. bike. We won't say any names. When you say motor, but, you got to be specific. Well, I mean, you, there's like, how many BMW S1000 <laughs> well, no, right. motors have you're I right. done? Like, but I mean, you haven't, you haven't replaced the whole bike. You didn't, you haven't done that in a while, the whole V4. But you have done this bike and it took time, mm -hmm. right? And it took all this, but the whole time. You got a plastic cluster. Every yes. fucking and crank bearing is, and rod bearing. Mother, and these motherfuckers. It's the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But we had to go back and forth with Ducati too because exactly. the crank in that thing is five thousand fucking dollars. Yes, yeah. And they're 100%. not just gonna go here. You go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, like, not. no problem, right. man. Right, right, right. And that's what I'm saying. A little bit of more education with the customers, like we're doing right now, and bringing you guys and and being honest with them. I think honesty is everything. I think when people pitch heat or they don't tell the truth or don't want to tell the truth or afraid to tell the truth is when shit goes sideways. Yeah. Well, you're dealing with people's broken down. Uh, right, dream. I mean, this dream. is this, is, this but, is their escapism from their weekends. They want to ride. They want to yeah. enjoy their bike. Yeah. And then when it breaks down, they're super passionate about it. So they come in. They're a little hot sometimes. And... But but a lot of people try to like hide the issue. Like Correct. they don't want to tell you they fucked it up. Right. Like 100%. if they reach their yeah. hand into it and did yeah. did, did, did do something quite right. Yeah. You see it a lot in like the off road stuff, and yeah. you see probably more of it yeah. off road. And I would say honestly, watercraft. Yeah, yeah. watercraft. Oh, you know? of course. Oh yeah. no, I didn't run it up into the uh, sand. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know how that. Turtle and rock and piece yeah, of chain yeah. link got in there, right. you know. But like, right. but like guys will fuck with their shit. It's like, uh, and I don't want to say any names, but Sorry he, for the explicit language. But no, but he's cool. In fact, usually when he comes in, he usually likes me. And if I'm not there, Ron working on his yeah, bike. Yeah. Um, and he had an issue with another shop where his oil pan was stripped out mm -hmm. on the filter on the the cartridge filter bolts. Yes. And he goes, well, you know, you get and like he kind of you know alluded to well, you guys did an oil change like you know, a year or so go on it. And I'm like, and you mean to tell me in 9,000, and I know him. So I yep. walked over, I was like, you mean to tell me in 9,000 miles? And I know you do some track days. You've never changed it between. The and I said, hold on. Of course. And I pulled out that little special tool I have with the oil pan off that motor. Correct. And I said, watch the tools that we got. Did yeah. you get yours? Yeah. Okay. And I put it in there and he looks and I said, the threads don't touch it. I said, somebody's hammering bolts in this to and walk that cover out. off. Yep. Yeah. And it's hammering the threads. I said, this tool stops about two millimeters before you get to the thread and it's like a puller and it yep. walks it off, it off. Yeah. and he kind of like oh so guess what <laughs> you yeah. coming out and doing that oh, fix and, and, something and then he was cool he, yep. he actually went to the parts he goes you got a parts list i said yeah i said it's all in the ro just get with our warranty admin alicia yep he gets the parts list Orders it, pays for it, and said, "I'm gonna take it back to that shop, and that motherfucker's fixing it for free." That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's so, but statement. it was funny because at first he's coming in like, "Well, you know, real you hot. guys." Yep, it's like, hot. wait a minute here. Yeah. Yep. So there, there's two sides to it. Like, like the yeah. comment I made before. Any any review, whether it's a restaurant, a dry cleaner, Correct. you know, whatever. It's it's always one sided. Right. Yeah. It really is. You know, I've had customers. I've seen customers sitting in the waiting area, listening to the phone calls, and see, and just go. Oh shit! Yeah, like yeah. people are this fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like they make they say that. Yeah. Like wow, I never. It's like all the time. Yeah, I I was uh, scrolling on Facebook and I seen an old post from Anthony Bourdain. Remember that? Yeah, before uh, he passed away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was talking about how Yelp uh, reviewers are yeah. like just the absolute worst. Worst. <laughs> yeah. He's, about, he's like, man, you know, chefs they they go and they 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 put blood, sweat, and tears into opening a restaurant, and they're so passionate and they. You know, 
save money and get investors to come in. They open this restaurant and then these guys come in and they have, you know, for the opening night and they completely shit on them, shit on their, their, their the, the menu or whatever and write these reviews. And, yeah. just, and then it's like, and, it's like, and the what happens to the like, person? Me? I, I, you know, I, I worked my ass off. Yeah. This. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I got into this. And you're gonna go and, and, and do this and do this and this poor guy who did all this yeah. because some junk didn't like what they had they didn't like the onion or whatever yeah. it ruins this guy's yeah. feelings and 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 I mean that in a, in a really honest way because like you said that's so good to say that because people have feelings people do things because we want to do it I mean we read every review we get you know, and, we I mean, cry it's just it's just man when when people are put up yeah there, sometimes it's Sometimes they're right. Maybe we did screw something up, but there's some that are disparaging, and it's just like, man, it's like, man, do you, well, there was does it make sense? We there have was one, one review on from a guy, yeah. yeah, that he actually was mad about the and like, and this particular person has come in several times, and it's always like, well, this is how much it is. Oh, well, can you do it for this? And I'm sitting there thinking, man, I've never gone to like Publix yeah. and been like, yeah. I know yeah. it says five ninety nine for the milk, but here's three yeah, bucks. Here's three yeah. bucks, and I'm just going to kind of walk out. Yeah, yeah like, no, no it doesn't work that way. But you get these guys that always want to do that, and it's like... It's hard. You know, like, it, it's... If you buy something for a dollar and sell something for a dollar, you're not going to stay in business very Correct. long. I don't Correct. care what f***ing business no. you're in. Yeah. No. But you get these guys that always want to haggle, and it's like, man, you know how much money I've... And, like, they'll bring... Well, you know how much money I spent here? Regardless right. of what it is. It Correct. could be Correct. A, this bike, or that bike, or this four-wheeler, whatever. Right. And it's like, you know how much money I've spent at Walmart, uh, <laughs> Winn-Dixie, and Publix? I've never gotten a fucking free half gallon of milk. Not fucking once. Right, right, right. You know, and it's but these guys come in and want to do it all the fucking time. I love it. No, and you're right, because, okay, let's go back to theirs. What do you do for a living, sir? Mm -hmm. Okay, so how about I go to your job yep. and not have you get paid? You know what I mean? How about I go there and say... Okay, I want you to do this. I want to go to your mm -hmm. tattoo guy, yeah. but I only want to give you this after you do the work. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've it's done like, that to a customer wait before. A second. You know what I mean. He tried to get me to rebuild his forks for two hours. He's like, it's three hours, hour and a half per fork, but that's totally apart. Clean them, new seals. If it needs bushings, bushings, because yeah. you're already down to it. And he's like, would you do it for two? And I said, would you go to work for eight hours and get paid for six? <laughs> he just he <laughs> looked, he just looked <laughs> at me like, well, of course right? not. I was like, but yeah. you're gonna ask me to do it, like. Like my time isn't worth shit. Yeah. His right. time isn't worth right. shit. Yeah. Right. You know, right. this is going to be the funnest one so far. But no, but that's, but, but that's what you get to feeling like. Like my time's not worth shit. How many nights have you stayed in late? How much traveling has you have you done to get where you are as a GM owner? Right. 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 You've put in that fucking time. Yeah. Yep. You've yeah. done the travel. You've done, you've been away from your family. You know, I worked yep. at, when I, I worked at our other store mm -hmm. in Lakeland for two and a half years. I was driving an hour to three hours each way sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, and I, because the owners and GM there, you know, I've known the GM for many years and okay, cool. You know, and they were good to me and all that. And I stuck it out for those, but it just yeah. got to the point where I was losing time with my daughter. Right. And I'm right. spending a couple, a couple hours each way driving yeah. when COVID wound that. down in the traffic, you know, and it's like, yeah, people are going to fuck that. my time. You right. know what I mean? Like my time. Yeah, they don't shit. take that into account. You know? Right. They don't take that into account. They think because you're a big dealership, you, you, it's almost like it's magically you just got up with this money and you put this place up and it's, you know, well, I feel special and I should be able to go in and get something yeah, for I'm free. I'm going to charge people. <laughs> yeah. Over yeah. Over yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You see like, this big building? Yeah. There's people rent. Money making right. machine. Like, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You, you see this? You see these lights? Right. Like somebody's got to pay for that shit. You right. see these special tools? Right. You see that, yeah. that right. fucking $2,000 DDS box yeah. sitting there? 
Did you buy that? No. The, the DDS software that you've got to pay for every fucking year? Yeah. yeah. No, you it's know, true. Nobody takes that into account. Well, why I can we take it to my buddy on. Bob <laughs> that works out of his garage. Yeah, because Bob works out of his garage. He gets some money. He goes, buys some meth. He's good. You know right. what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's true. It's honestly got true. And that's what I never understood the whole thing with the world of, I'm going to bid on something, right? Like, like companies. Okay. Uh, our, our state. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call six people who build roads, right? And I want to I want to get all these bids from them, and then I'm going to take the lowest fucking bid. Okay, do you know what you get on the lowest fucking bid? The lowest amount of work, yep. yeah, and the worst work. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. We we charge what we charge. It is what it is. But all the other shops in the area, when they're like, oh my god, like, dude, was it the muffler shop down the road? Uh, that Tuffy or whatever? Yeah, Tuffy. Yeah, Tuffy. Whatever. The, yeah, Tuffy. They're charging 160 bucks an hour. Right. My cousin's a master tech at Mercedes at Sanford. They're two fifty. Oh yeah. If yeah, you have an yeah. AMG or a diesel, they're almost three hundred wow. an hour. Yep. Yeah. You know, but like, so but I but I also understand that like when people are paying that, that's their hard earned money. But but exactly, yeah. and I, I I bust my ass for oh my for God. my living just, just like said. a lot of other people, man. And, and I understand that, but at the same time, you know, if they're paying that amount of money for an hour for work, they expect that level of work. A hundred percent. You know. And that's yeah. why it should be done. Yeah. And I mean, mistakes are made, right? Right. Like, things happen. Yeah. It's the cost of doing business. It's the cost of doing business. Yeah. And, you know, if we mess something up or we do something wrong, mm -hmm. you know, we hold ourselves accountable. We're going to make yeah. good on that. Right. I forget what it was. I was doing something. And right when I have like shit and I went and grabbed Nick, I was like, Nick, it's me. Da -da -da. I did this, blah, blah, blah. And I told Nick, I was like, it's my fault. If I got to pay for it, I got to pay for it. Right. Yeah. And he was like, man, if you cost me a hundred and something dollars once every six months, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was an honest mistake, you know? Yeah. And We're just human like beings. that, I think we yeah. got banned off of TikTok. <laughs> Seriously, look. <laughs> I did uh, it! Yeah. I did it! Wayne did it. Oh, my God. We got it. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, what happened? I, told, I don't know. It said something on there that yeah. we're in trouble. It's, no, it's, it's kidding. Okay. No, it's just a joke. It's fine. Continue I'm actually. I was kind of proud of myself for yeah, a minute. No, you man. did like, good. You did good. Then you do it yeah. straight to the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I um, I always respect and appreciate you guys, and and there are some people that do. You know, we have some customers that are loyal. We have some customers that are family, and they're the ones that I think well, never really ask for much. Some will, some won't. But those guys love you guys to death. And I don't think you guys know that enough. But they some really of those guys that you. come in, like some of the guys you see that come in there all the time, I get it, man. Like if they're in there all the time and, you know, they spend a little bit of money yeah. with you. Like there's one guy that's followed me for years. His name's George Bechtel, and he's got a Kawasaki Vulcan. Uh, Vulcan Vaquero. Okay. Vaquero, yeah. And um, he's everywhere I've been. Like he brings it to me. I work on his bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that guy will go have his coffee. He's retired, you yeah. know, and he goes and has his coffee with oh, his buddies. I know. In the no, he's not. It's a Raider. No, it's a Vulcan Vaquero. Is it? Oh, yeah. Because his last one, he put 70-something thousand miles on them. He did, yes. Wow, I know yeah. who George is. I know who he is. And he's, uh, he's a retired guy, but when yep. he goes and drinks his coffee, you got to go there and ask for that guy. That's the yep. guy, you know what I mean? But yep. like yeah. a guy like that, yep. yeah, you do a little extra for because he champions, you know? And Correct. many times, George has handed me like a 10 or a 20. Here, man, get yourself a beer after. Exactly, exactly. You know? But back to it, the, you know, the people that come in that are regulars, they really do appreciate you guys. I want you guys to know that. They always think... Miguel will come in and thank you guys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of the guys, yeah, he does. when he they was, get done, he was in the shop, you know, they like do thank you guys. Yeah, they thank me. you guys. So I wanted you guys to know that because yeah. you guys really don't get the recognition you guys deserve. You know? Yeah. It's really true. Sorry. So we, I want you to know that. I always want you well, to know that we have your back too. And you know? just, you know, the customers need to know that, you know, we're They're doing fun. what we're doing and trying to do our best yeah. to make him happy. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Honey badgers don't care. Exactly. And when they're not because when they're not happy, they go to you guys. Then he's yelling at me. And, yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Now I'm flying off I'm the just handle. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> he is, yeah. He, is he beats evil. us. Just Dictator. so you guys know, he beats us. He stabbed me with <laughs> he, a broken he, bottle of yeah. Cholula once. I got I got hit with a fork in my neck. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? I was bleeding. Well, but like it's you know Jose just came in what last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it was a year now. Um, but he came in last year, but like. A lot of the guys like got used to like with Ducati, like me and Ron, you know, and there's a lot of customers that come in and now people more and more are getting to know him. Yeah. So that he's getting some of the people. Yeah, is Jose back there? Jose, okay, yeah. you know. Yep. But a lot of guys will come in, me or Ron, or you know, because Ron's been working on some of their stuff for Forever. so long. Forever. It's like, well, if Ron's not here, I want Wayne doing it. And yep. now certain some of the people are starting to see him too, oh, yeah. you know. Yep. yep. And then, you know, and sometimes the Indians as well, because you know, we work on Indians. Yeah, yeah, you know? no. And Ron's a big Indian guy. Yeah. He's a big Indian and Ducati. And guy. Ducati, oh you yeah. You know, that's that's his gig. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I worked with him for a very long time over at. Um, We're gonna have Ron another place. Yeah. Oh, we gotta have Ron on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's and really we'll set cool. up a little train right here. Yes, yeah, so we go around. <laughs> <Yeah. here>. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do you have anything you want? Uh, anything else? No, or man, no? I think we covered a lot. I, I mean, um, it was a really fun conversation. Yeah, yeah, and it's something I think <laughs> we needed yeah. to have. I think very it's something we needed to have. I really appreciate you guys. You know, I always pull for you guys, and and always thank you guys every for everything you do. Both you guys, Ron. You know, all the guys in there, I always thank you. And I know that we're, you know, when I got people yelling at me, I come back, I ask you questions, see if I can fix it. And I always try to help you guys out the best I can. So. Yeah. Yeah. And for this but, year, the goal is really to elevate that service department. And that's going to come through, you know, having conversations like this and, you know, working with you guys directly, working with the front of the house guys. There's a lot of training that needs to happen up there and kind of get the synergy going between the techs and the service writers mm -hmm. so that it's more of a partnership and you guys yeah. can work no together. No counter. So. You know. you know, you gotta. Yeah, you, you see it here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you gotta give credit to Alicia. Yeah. You know, she, a lot of dealerships. She's our backbone. You know, she, a lot of dealerships don't have a warranty administrator no. or like anybody that's really kind of working on behalf of the customer to get that stuff pushed off to warranty and approved and done correctly. Yeah. She's in there like in the trenches every day. Yeah, and yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. We just came back from from San Jose. Yeah. Sorry, just we came back from San Jose for a soft spinning <clears throat> bills. And she did amazing. People loved her. Yeah. She really did find her little niche and listen to what they were teaching. And hopefully that will come what out. What was that? Because that, that was a lot it, of that was service related. It, a lot of it was service related, front of the house related. It was more about really not taking things personal, um, learning how to diffuse things and really kind of calm it down and, and explain the same thing I've been saying the whole time, which is we're here to take care of you. Give us that chance before you wear us out. Before you you constantly berate or before, because it's not that we don't want to do it. It's because we're trying and we have so there's avenues that we have to go through, mm -hmm. and it was really cool. And I hope that she got a lot out of it. She had to answer a little questionnaire the other day. I did <coughs> mine too, and uh, I really appreciated it. And I hope you know they keep doing that and keep training. And I and think she us. should be here as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's a good idea. We'll do Maybe Ron we and have Ron, Ron and Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, yeah. Kind of we'll do that for sure. But we want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, it is it has been fun. I like it. I like awesome. this because this is the more about what we are into and the things that yeah. we need. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Wayno, thank you, brother. Yeah, keeping awesome. it real. Keeping it, it, keep it real. Yeah. Oh, and sure. by the way, for the the six ninety eight motor, like I was, I think I was told yeah, both yeah. you guys this morning. Don't be surprised <laughs> if in another year you see a baby Desert X, uh, a sport bike, and. Maybe a monster, and you heard it wow. here. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. No, they were they were talking about it. They're like, yeah, this. The, this it makes is... sense. You got to do something with that motor. I mean, yeah, yeah. To. they're going to yeah. use it for other platforms. Yeah, yeah. Is, is what they said. Which is pretty rad because we need something like that. And the dirt bike's going to be. Oh, oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. Just so you guys know, 
Paul Holton, who was on here, is going to get one of the first ones, and we're going to oh, build wow. a timber sled. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. I already spoke to Ducati a little bit. We're going to uh, get Nate involved, and we're going to build a timber sled for him, which is the tracks. Well, I know what it is, but Badass. it's... Badass. Wow. What the hell is he going to do with that in Florida? He doesn't, no, he goes up he to go, Colorado. Yeah, oh, okay. he, he rides snowmobiles. But it's, it's all in the matter of what the hub is, like the conversion yep. to the hub size yep. and everything else. Yep. I did so, one of those on a, on a YZ years ago. Yep. Yep, that's the California guy used to take it up to Big Bear. Yeah, he's going to be out there, and we're actually going to do a big thing. We're going to fly out. We're going to have professional riders on it. It's going to be pretty cool. So you guys are going to see that. Hmm. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Cool. yeah man. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching. Yeah. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on what? Instagram. Instagram. Talk, Facebook. Um, uh, tip yeah. Jose well when he dances in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, rev up. Rev up. Yeah. All right. Rev up. Rev up. You want the truth. It's with